Trouble with Transformation, a serialised podcast by Alison Whip. Chapter 14. Two numbers and a letter. What do you think it means? I asked Danny later that afternoon. We were sitting cross-legged in Kat's garden, poring over the charcoal rubbing we'd taken from the message tree, trying to puzzle out its meaning. There were black patches where someone had scraped off the bark with a blunt instrument. Other parts were intact, dropping hints of a letter here, a numeral there. Danny squinted at the page. I don't know. The events leading up to this moment haven't exactly been predictable. I leaned across, studying the paper from over his shoulder. The scratched out parts were all over the place, haphazard like they'd been gouged in a hurry. Danny was right. There was no obvious logic. Why would they do such a rubbish job of covering it up? I said. Hard to tell, Danny replied. Maybe we surprised them in the act. My heart pulsed. A single violent start. Oh, don't say that. Sorry. Judging by the colour rapidly draining from Danny's face, it wasn't something either of us wanted to think about. I shrugged off the shivers and tried to appear less rattled than I felt. Maybe they were just sloppy. They probably gambled on us not even checking the tree. We almost didn't. Mmm. Danny concentrated on picking a bindi-eye burr from his t-shirt. That's probably what it was. We nodded definitively, avoided each other's eyes. That was the safe explanation and we were sticking to it. The alternative was too creepy to think about. Mutual delusion sat, we got back down to business. So we agree on this, Danny said, pointing at the notebook with his pen. He circled the entry 48F, one of several combinations we'd written down after spending the afternoon at Danny's place. We stared at that page under the magnifying glass until our eyes watered. I think these are the only possible numbers when we match the curls and angles we got from the charcoal rubbing against all the other options. The letter's a bit more of a guesstimate, but I reckon it's our best bet. I grabbed the notebook and tilted it sideways, as though looking at it from literally every angle would provide the answer. We just need to figure out what those numbers are trying to tell us. Hey, careful with that, Danny said, taking back his notebook and smoothing down the pages. That's got all my science fair notes. I poked my tongue at him. Oh, my precious. It was remarkable I'd managed to get my hands on it in the first place. Danny usually only reserves his notebooks for science projects. So, Dad, I hope you're feeling pretty special right now. We sat side by side mulling over all the possible keypads, lockboxes and doors to parallel universes the combination of two numbers and a letter might open. Well, it's obviously not a phone number, Danny said. Obviously. And most passwords are at least six characters long. I shook a green ant from my foot. And how would we know what the password was for anyway? Could be anything. Good point. Danny said, stretching out his legs and then folding them underneath him. 
I yawned, reaching for the sky with my fingertips. In the movies, it's always a number to a safety deposit box. True. He mulled the idea over for a moment, a tiny frown forming at the bridge of his nose. Does the Bottlenose Beach Mutual even have safety deposit boxes? Sure they do. Cat has one, I said. Your mother is a woman of many mysteries, he said, in a deadpan tone that made me smile. He added, But if it's a deposit box, where's the key? And also, I can't imagine the bank letting a 15-year-old girl just stroll in and lay their hands on a random box. I sighed. So I guess we're back to the game of what's so special about 48F. It could be anything from a raffle ticket to Mrs Bumble's bra size. Maybe we should look in there. Side note to Dad. Mrs Bumble is the counsellor at our school. She's one of those really happy jokey people who can probably only do their jobs because they're really happy and jokey. She gets to hear a lot of secrets in her job, but not the kind of secret we were looking for. The clue possibly left by a dead waiter slash scientist kind. She also has really big boobs, hence the lame bra joke. Sorry about that. Very funny, Danny said. You're getting bored now, aren't you? I gave an impatient shrug. I don't want to sound pessimistic or anything, but we have two numbers and a best guess letter, with no other clue to go by. How are we expected to find the thing that matches? Danny shrugged absentmindedly, muttering to himself. He had a habit of doing that, getting lost in a puzzle, forgetting I was still there. I leaned back on my elbows, stretched out my legs, and tilted my face to the sky. The late afternoon sun was delicious, combined with the juicy freshness of recently mown grass and heady perfume of cats climbing roses. I breathed in dreamily, watching a bee dance from one pansy cup to the next. Next thing I knew, Danny was gently shaking my shoulders. I must have fallen asleep. I think we've been taking the wrong approach on this. He launched straight in while I struggled to adjust my eyes to the glare. We're looking at it from a random point of view, where there are hundreds, possibly thousands of ways that number could be used. Um, not feeling any less overwhelmed here. Okay, but think about this. That number isn't random, and you're not a random recipient. I sat up. Okay, so what exactly does that mean? Here's the thing. That message was meant for you. Whoever wrote it wanted you to find it. I considered his logic for a few moments, then broke into a grin. Oh, wow. I shook my hair free of leaves and grass, my fingers waking up with pins and needles. So all I would have to do is think of places I go, or things I do, which could be associated with 48F? Exactly. Well, then it's easy, I said. I can only think of one. The lockers at the surf club. It made perfect sense. The lockers were accessible to anyone visiting the club. Find an empty locker, provide your own padlock, and it was yours, 
to store anything you like. I was at the beach at least twice a week with surf life-saving training. On a Thursday or Saturday, training and competition days, it would be an easy job to investigate. Today was a Monday and the club was closed, but I wasn't about to let that hold me back. I stood up, straightening my uniform with a purposeful tug. Let's get our bikes and meet outside yours in ten, okay? The sun was falling fast, almost dinner time. With his meat and three veg at stake, I half expected Danny to abandon me. But when he raced off to grab his bike without argument, I knew without a doubt, he was hooked too. Don't forget your swimmers, I called after him. And a towel.